Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the many diff- challenging aspects of modern life and how we attempt to navigate them. I'm Mikhail, and as always, I'm joined by my conversation partner, Milos. How's it going? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Uh, up and down, but uh, I think feeling a bit better. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's been kind of a long summer and mostly good, but it still kind of uh, piles up in certain ways where you mm-hmm. neglect certain aspects of your life. And uh, so I'm just, I think, uh, balancing them out. Okay. And uh, then we can get ba- back to being degenerates for the rest of the summer. That's good. I mean, to me, I, I feel like today I heard a lot of people lament that the summer's almost over, so... But well, I feel the same way. I feel here, a little yeah. burnt out. I feel a little burnt out from the summer, but it's like, man, we, we, we have very sweet little time left in this mm. summer, so... Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose you could flip it and say, instead of lamenting, we should be getting after it for the next however many weeks. Yeah. Because it, it's not even about summer here, right? It's the countdown until it's you know, viciously cold. So we have a month. Yeah. Start getting cold another month. And then it's, then it's actually starts getting properly cold by October. Right. So yeah, by October you you start to see people going out less, less things are happening. Everyone's more homebodies. So, Mm. well, we have our long-term plan to, or not even that long-term, but (laughs) like to just start getting out of here when, when it gets officially cold in Canada. I, I, I just think, um, if you intend to live your life here, you need to construct it in a way that between Jan or February, like at least take one or two of those three months off and then you're going to yeah. have a good life here. Otherwise, it's tough. It's, it's a bit much year after year. Yeah, being here for winter sucks. Yeah. Do you know what doesn't suck? Mm. Sex. You're right about that. What a segue. You, you, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, or actually, it kind of does suck. Because it's the difficulty with sex. So uh, I, was gonna, I was going for the innuendo, like, you during right, sex. I, but yeah, no, it's okay. No, I, I miss you, I miss you. No, I, um, I like that you're keeping it, you're keeping it profesh. I dig that. So we need some of that. <laughs> well, because well, the podcast is called The Difficulty With, right? So, yes. Yeah, what, we, we can't just say sex is good, because then that's a wrap. That's the podcast. So Yeah, and we know we what, don't rap. Mm. <laughs> so um we need to start at a place where sex is not a good thing but it's a difficult thing and of course in the future hopefully we have female guests so we can talk about a lot of these topics that we do in a more well-rounded way but for right now it is the young man's perspective about what's difficult yeah, with sex strictly from the men's perspective because mm-hmm. i don't know what it's like i don't know what I and mean, I imagine they're completely different. The difficulties that women experience with sex and the difficulties that men experience with sex are uh, huge. they got to be way different. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of over, overlap in, regarding anxiety and all that stuff. So hopefully that's yeah. useful universally. But besides that, like the, as we dig into the details, as we delve into them, we're, we're going to miss a lot for women, I guess. Um, which, yeah, one day like we'll have a Any good men shit in the bedroom, we're going <laughs> to miss a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thus the difficulty, right? Um, okay, well, so I, I guess I wanted to start at the beginning, which is virginity. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole, um, I don't know, the stigma around it or the challenges around it and all that kind of stuff. Like, 
how did you feel? I, I, I don't know when you, I think we've talked about this, but I've forgotten the exact age in which you stopped being a virgin. But like up until that point, were you feeling that pressure? Were you like, oh God. It was like, last year, 32. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know no what? yeah, that was, a, that was a big thing back in high school. Uh-huh. Um, but I also think that people, like the weird thing is, I think talking about this is going to date us and it's also going to, I get the feeling like the generation growing up now has a very different experience with it all because society has changed so damn much. Mm -hmm. So like the young men coming up now, I don't know that it's the same level of um, end all be all thing that it used to be. Mm -hmm. And and, and this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to take it to the the media aspect because when we were growing up, you had so many teen movies made for dudes that were just literally all about Loser guy has to get laid. Yeah, the sex. We'll do the sex com- we we grew up in the age of the sex. Comedy, oh yeah, oh yeah, that right? was huge. It was the like the Euro do anything. trip, the yeah. sex drive, the American uh, pies. American pies, yeah. super bad towards the end. Like yes, one of the yes, crowning yes, yes. achievements. Of, uh, I of- mean, uh, for for me, probably <clears throat> my favorite comedy growing up was Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah, so such a great one. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think I was gonna ask you why, why you say that, but now mm. that you mentioned that, yeah, it makes sense. The, the sex comedy is gone. Yeah, you can't really make a lot of those because it was all about the raunchy. I imagine there's still some of it, I think, and I think it's still the same. But I think another big so another big thing that I think has changed in society is just the way that we view people's kind of self worth. So there was a like in our generation and before then, even like ten years ago, I feel there was this idea of catering to someone's self worth is is not. Okay, like it's like if you have to talk about how confident you are, you're not confident. If you have to talk about how you have problems with confidence, then you're not confident, you're not cool. Mm. So we came up from that age of like, you know, <clears throat> none of the body positivity, none of the, you know, respecting each other's feelings, none of the, there's like a softness that you have now that I think, you know, for better or worse, has, has probably made it like, like I don't think you can make fun of people as much as you could back in the day. You're not, it's not such a social um <laughs> social you're no- stigma you're nostalgic for the days where we could be a bit more abusive about 100%, the abuse like you know who you were you're like um, i take this level of abuse from these people because i'm this person you know who you are uh yeah i i i i, I i'll meet you halfway in that like I, i'm 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 obviously glad that people feel like less pressures in certain in certain mm-hmm. regards but like that shouldn't take away from the fun and the silliness and the raunchiness and all of that of, of everything around sex as a young man or as a young woman, right? Like, mm-hmm. if anything, what I'd want is represent it from the woman's side way more. Like, have the raunchy sex comedy for women too, right? Uh, like, Bridesmaids, that's not a sex comedy, but that was, mm-hmm. like, such a great, a great comedy, movie. right? Yeah. So, instead of removing it, it just should be on both ends and every end. Have it for everybody. Have that gay sex comedy too, right? Yeah. I, I, but- it's, 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 it's such a... I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying those movies were like masterpieces. I'm not saying that they mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of things that were callous and crude, but I feel like that's kind of like a fun thing when you're a young man and you see the comedy and it like, it make go like, Oh, we, you know, we need to get out there. We could be doing this kind of stuff. And you have to make a pact that by the end of senior year, we're all going to get laid. Yeah. And, and, and I suppose, and I'm, I mean, you could take some of that stuff and like shave off some of the edges in terms of maybe like unhealthy sexual attitudes, maybe in yeah. ter- towards women or like by any means necessary getting a woman because that, mm. that that takes an ugly turn right yeah. but like um i feel like a lot of that had also or was in the process of getting shaved off anyway right like if, if you look 
at like the sex comedy in the eighties, it's just condoning rape. It's yeah, fucking I, repulsive. I remember you telling me about one where I was uh, like, this six, is... "Yeah, Sixteen Candles." 16... <laughs> it, it was such a gross film when I watched it because, like, uh, you know, I was catching up on older films and yeah. and I it just you know it flabbergasted me that it just yeah there's literally a scene where a woman is passed out and a guy's encouraging uh one of his, his friends. friends to to just go for it and it's uh, uh so yeah i mean i just yeah anyway all of that said going back to virginity i suppose we should uh yeah w- w- what was the pressure you're feeling around that time did you like was it a big sigh of relief once it had happened like or was it almost like a slight disappointment once it happened like what what was the whole experience around that. I think, I mean, the actual experience of when it happened was so, so, so anticlimactic. Uh-huh. Um, at the time, I'd, I was having, I had my first girlfriend and we mm. hadn't had yet had intercourse. And I, <laughs> the story actually went something like this where it was like, we're hanging out at her place and at that point, okay, at that point she wasn't officially my girlfriend because mm. I was playing the, oh yeah, we're just hanging out cart. Yeah, yeah. dumb, insecure kid. I don't know, my head screwed on wrong. I don't know what the hell relationships mean. I'm scared of relationships as much yeah. as I'm scared of anything else. So we're hanging out at her place on a random afternoon. It must have been, it's like a random weekday. There is absolutely zero ritual and, and, and you know, any, any like extravagance around this. It's just we're fooling around. And I'm trying to kind of like go for the sex. And she's like, I only have sex with boyfriends. And I was like, okay, can I be your boyfriend then? Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, okay, get a condom. And I had like <laughs> seven or eight minutes before her mom got home <laughs> to finish. Jesus. <laughs> and I, I still, to this day, I remember the walk back to the bus stop. Because it was like still, it was, a, it was a winter day, but it was still light outside. So in Toronto, that means it was like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m in the mm. afternoon <laughs> and I just remember the walk and I remember thinking to myself I'm like I should feel a lot more good about this mm-hmm. but another part of me is like I felt more just like a like I would almost describe it as like you know those people who go to war and they think it's going to be a her- like a heroic <laughs> journey but they just get in complete their mission get out and they're like and they get out and they're like they're happy they're like that could have scarred me that could have been terrible I'm so happy it's over and I should feel good but they're also like what was that what did I just <laughs> mm. yeah I, I guess I felt somewhat similarly, and also growing up in the Islamic world, uh, yeah, I, I think it sort of ruined my relationship to to sex a little bit as well, where there's still like some level of shame associated with it. Mm-hmm. It was also maybe I was with the wrong girl, maybe it happened the wrong way, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's like you s- said, at that age you have so much pride as a result of insecurity and so much ego oh, yeah. as a result, res- uh, result of insecurity that you end up doing yourself so much damage in the sexual front because it's always like, oh, what will that guy think about me me sleeping with this girl? It's, it's so stupid. Like, none of this matters. You should just be with somebody you like and have a good time with them. But it's, it's everything is almost like, you view everything as a potential cactus, right? That, that like, if you yeah. go in, you're going you're gonna to take yep. thorns from society. And I very much felt a lot of that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, was I mean obviously sex is still like a j- just on a pure like visceral level w- and with the release associated with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's it's good, but was that good sex? Obviously, you know, not no, and and not. and yeah. And frankly, like the the uh, even like down the line, um, you know, a, f- a few times, a few rounds later, basically having had sex for a little while, it was still like 
there's always an element of like you know i'm doing this but it, this isn't isn't the sex i've heard about you know mm-hmm. and it isn't until later i feel like where you grow up and the insecurity's gone and you just date who you want and you like actually being around them it's not just like this obstacle uh, obstacle to you know leap over where the girls and her personality doesn't matter anymore and all this kind of yeah. stuff and then yeah then you can start like actually having good sex with somebody you're comfortable with and you like them that's a huge part you actually like the person you're having sex with like so uh yeah all of that is to say the whole stigma whether it's not even around as much anymore or not around virginity is is it's yeah it's it's for young men it's misguided like i would say or it's 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 both too much emphasis is put on it but also if it doesn't happen i get it because then all the emphasis <laughs> in the world is going to be put on it because it's like yeah so so lo- not losing it in your teens i don't think is the end of the world at all yeah. And so that's where I'm saying, like, don't freak out if you're in your teens and you're not having sex yet or whatever. Like, let it happen. Maybe it'll happen in university. Maybe, and maybe it'll happen in a much better way than if you, you were in your teens. But, yeah, if, you, if you're 25 and then you're 30 and they're like, okay, then I, then I get it. Because it becomes then this almost well, unhealthy thing. right? Well, yeah. I'll be religious in doing it on purpose and, you're, and you're, you know, your significant other understands that. But, I mean. And then you probably have a path laid out to you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three or four wives, you're going to get them all one after the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. The dream. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is, like, it doesn't have to be this big thing for, for a young man, but I completely get it that at p- past some point, whatever arbitrary age it is, mm-hmm. it's going to become, like, this monkey on your back of, like, oh, God, okay, it's now, now I'm 24, now I'm 25. Like, by the, what is she going to think? She's going to have had, whatever, 50 sexual partners and I've had zero. Like, you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff builds. So, yeah I, yeah. I think that's the big thing, too, is I think... One of the biggest reasons why, I mean, obviously there's a lot of societal pressure put on people, but even from a rational perspective, and, and this is actually another place where I feel like the next generation coming up is going to have it very different than us, um, because I think, this topic that, that I'll just bring up now, but I think we should go into deeper later, is, mm-hmm. is the topic of how do you first get introduced with sex through porn for a lot mm. of people is a big difference. Like, again, I think we've, we've discussed this before. Yeah. Uh, I did not have access to the internet of porn that I do now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I was 18, 19, 17, 16, around the years where I first started to have sex, um, porn was it, was, it was available. There was plenty of it. Yeah. But it was not available at like, you know, it wasn't like three clicks and you're at porn. It was like back in you the day. You worked for your porn You worked for then. your porn. Yeah. You had to download yeah. it. It took forever. You would sit at home. On a Friday night, you'd like put a movie on one screen, you'd be playing video games on the other. You'd, you'd, you'd keep clicking on the file to get like a five second snippet of it, and oh, then a ten second snippet. Yeah. yeah, you'd be watching it as it goes. You'd watch that like you know x like x number of kilobytes per second download speed, and you're like yes. In and a you month, know what? There, there's something. Movie. There's something that made it so much better when you had to work for it. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> I, that's and I, a, I, like if 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 I just grew up now where it was just. Come whatever, 11, 12, 13, whatever that age is. Mm-hmm. And I can then just be watching any kind of porn for hours on end. Like, it's just like a free-for-all. Yeah. That's how you fry your brain. I think that's that, terrible. Yeah, that's a scary part, right? So, and, but I think that actually... So, it's funny because I feel like for our generation, yes, we had access to porn. Yes, if we wanted to, we could see some fucked up shit. But we were also... It wasn't as easy to see the messed up stuff because you had a certain level of bandwidth. 
not you couldn't download all the porn in the world. Yeah. And we and like back then there wasn't these clip sites where you could just go and see all the stuff. You had to you had to go to torrents. Yeah. You had to yep. gamble. Yeah. LimeWire and Kazaa and Frostwire. And like, have and... you ever had that where you thought you were downloading a porno clip, but then it was just some movie clip or something like that? Yeah. No, you you could end up in ugly places. Yeah. Or, or like you yeah. or like it it says like two beautiful blondes and you've downloaded some like hardcore German like fetish porn. You're like Jesus Christ, what did I do? <laughs> You know, yeah, so it, it, yeah. life was tougher back then. You, I mean, you still see some crazy stuff, but life was tougher. It wasn't tougher. It was yeah, different. it was. It was <laughs> In it, fact, I think now it's tougher because now you gotta not look at. Yeah, I, 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 maybe we got in. I'm a bit younger than you, but still, like right before everything went off the deep end, whether it's porn or social media and all these sort of things that yeah. break your brain. Yeah. So yeah, actually, seriously. Yeah, speaking, we're like right at the edge of the dopamine, like. Yeah, we still get it. But we can, I think, pull ourselves back because we still know a world without that. Well, I, I think um, that the important thing is what happens in your formative years, especially with porn, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and this is what I think actually puts a lot more pressure on virginity is like, you know, and this is actually something I think is very interesting to, to discuss too. And it is about the topic of sex and porn is that I saw porn. I think the first time I, I was exposed to porn, I was like eight or nine years old. Mm -hmm. I had an older brother. He knew mm -hmm. where the Viewer's Choice porno channels was. He put it on and we both watched and we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, damn, and it was like it was viewers' choice porn. So like the dicks were like the size of my forearms now, mm. and the women were all blonde. The guys were always African American, and they just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but a lot of it was I do remember that happening a lot. But there was something about it where even from a young age, even every as I was exposed to, it, and then as I grew up and like I got to twelve, thirteen years old, I found more porn. I found other avenues to get porn. I, it was all over the place. I was always aware that this is not real sex, that this is not what yes. sex is going to be like, it's not yes. what sex is going to feel like, that, that this is, it was very obviously performative to me, mm -hmm. whereas I feel like that, and I feel like part of that came from the fact that I had a lot more example, like my examples of sex and love came from movies, mm -hmm. and you know, what they did in the movie was not what they did in the porno, but when you see tons of porn, and when you're seeing movies get raunchier and raunchier, and when the media is getting, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're in this place, I feel like it's easier for you to get in this place where, por where you know, sex and what you expect from sex gets more porn pornographized, por pornographication yeah, of everything. The yeah. pornography. I'm making up a word, <laughs> but it gets more porno kind of thing. Graphic. <laughs> more uh. graphic. Um, then I think losing your virginity is actually kind of more important because you need to you need to be quicker to get to the real thing and realize okay. That's all bullshit. Yeah, no, so, yeah, th that is important in that if your only exposure to, I don't know, see, seeing penises other than your own are all... Or your uncles. You know, we, but we don't speak <laughs> about that, and we try to block it out. Um, but, uh, you know, like, if, if, if you're averagely endowed and all you're seeing are monsters who are, like, fringe, mm -hmm. fringe, fringe, you know, like... Yeah. The NBA of penises. Yeah. Then, <laughs> the NBA of then, then, you know, you you you'd feel incredibly insecure when you have no reason to. Yeah. Or or you know, guys are lasting for forty minutes and you're lasting a few, which is pretty pretty normal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but but, again, like like there's so many points of insecurity, and then you're right. Once you actually go out there and you see like, oh no, it's fine, like. There was no issue with my penis length. There was no issue with how long I lasted and et cetera, right? Then you can kind of mellow out and then actually start to enjoy sex and then realize, like, there's so many other things to do to make her enjoy it, for mm -hmm. you to enjoy it, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, if it's just, like, 
penis goes in has to last this long. It's, 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 you know, you're, you're making it the, this, this equation, which Yeah, um, I think that, that, that leads to a lot of performance anxiety for people. Um, yeah, so, yeah, if, let, let, let's just stick with porn because it's, we've gone deep enough, so let's just, mm-hmm. like, go all the way with it. Yeah, I, I, I remember when I was younger, especially, like, there'd be, like, this liberal sentiment of, like, oh, look, a right-winger's criticizing porn. Uh, like, it's, like, a puritanical thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is so goofy and stuff. And for sure, there's an aspect of that. And, of course, we shouldn't be banning porn and stuff like that. That's yeah. silly. But I think people have come around uh, to the fact that, no, porn is not necessarily, like, just, like, this... Just, you know, just a social good of, like, oh, yeah, look, just it's just an easy release. There, there, there are no really strings or issues attached to it. It's, like, no. If, if you're still being completely, like, sanguine and flippant with porn, you're not paying attention and you're, you know, you're, you're kind of, in yeah. some ways, out of touch. Because... I'm not saying everybody's going to have this relationship with porn, but I think there are enough young men now that are watching porn and then having sexual issues with, with actual women yep. that it's like a real concern. Because, yeah. and, and this actually even like, I remember I think I was watching Andrew Huberman talk about this. He's a neuroscientist and has yeah, like a bunch of... Yeah, Huberman Lab podcast. Yeah, he's fantastic. And um, he brought this up and it like changed my perspective where I was just like, okay, like I legit don't want to watch regular porn anymore because he said this where he's like you watching other people have sex is that's what porn is you're not watching it's not like you're like the seat of 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 what you know you're you're Mm -hmm. you're not in the first person like i know you just pov porn but like typically that's not what people are watching they're watching other people have sex so their arousal is associated with other people having sex Mm -hmm. and i i do wonder if that's led to like an increase in in Things like cuckolding and stuff, where they're like, I'm so aroused, but it needs to be outside of me. And so I was just like, you know what, like, I, I've even noticed that a little bit in myself, where like, I'm in a sexual situation, but like, I'm not feeling the visuals, right, the same way. And I was like, oh no, like, I'm, I'm even getting, I'm getting less aroused because I, ca- I can't, I almost want like to float above my body and watch. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I am well, not. Third person view. That's very. Yeah. That's, it's interesting to me because I know exactly what you mean from that first part about like, you know, it, there is a, there's definitely a social ill coming out of porn. Mm-hmm. But I also, to me, it just, I, I never, I, and, and I've had friends who told me, I've had friends tell me some things where I'm like, Jesus Christ. I had one friend <laughs> tell me, <laughs> I remember, this is a great, this is a great thing. Um, me and a friend were getting ready to do some hard drugs and we're like, okay, we need to detox our bodies beforehand. I'm like, yes, I'm not going to drink for an entire week beforehand. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, and I'm not going to watch porn. I was like, the fuck? Just, why? What, what the hell is that? Like, just yeah. watch the porn. What's, that's not a drug. That's not good. Your body's going to be fine. He's like, no, man, trust me. And I'm like, like I, and, I, and I, I probe. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to watch porn? That sounds stupid. Like, mm-hmm. He's like, and then he tells me what his porn watching routine is like. And then I understood. Okay. He takes, he says that when he sits down and watch porn, it takes him, it's, it's like a two to three hour long, <laughs> yeah, it's a two to three hour long event. How old There's, is he? Huh? How old is he? Um, I want to say my age, maybe even a little bit older than me. Okay. Um, so like, I don't know, now mid thirties or mm-hmm. early mid thirties, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. Um, but it's like a two to three hour event. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, I understand because I remember doing this like a couple times way back in the day where you open up. Six million tabs, and yep, you yep. you get you 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 don't watch 
one video. Mm -hmm. You curate the best part of 16 different videos. Yeah. And then you kind of like, you, you create this symphony, this pornographic symphony of like, and then this happens and that and this and this yeah. and then yeah, these yeah. people get involved and then that. And, and so you tell me about this and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is messy. And I remember, and again, like I've said, I've, I've experienced that. I've done that. I think everyone's had that at least well, once sure. where they, where they go Not on even that, like, once. Like, but multiple it's, times. It's, it's like, it's phases though, right? Like, and, and you yeah. hope you can move past your, wow, porn is magic phase when you're younger. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. Cause you, you know how people say like, oh, you watch porn and then things get more and more extreme? Yeah. Was that the case for you? That's, so I don't, and this is another, this, this ties in exactly the point I was trying to make is that I don't think that it's necessarily porn. I think that it's a mix of porn and something that's, that's not going right with the person who's watching it because, <laughs> but I'm serious. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Like exactly you said, that, ex, that whole thing, South Park did an amazing episode where like the internet's out and, uh, Randy, Randy has yeah, to go yeah, and yeah, the guy's yeah, yeah. drawing something. He's like, I forget what he, he starts off with like normal sex and he starts asking for like, Dude peeing on a pig. And the guy like draws you. Go, oh my god! And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And it's just like it goes worse and worse and worse. And I definitely had times in my life where I experienced that. But those were times when I was like, like, very sexually frustrated. Those were times in my mm. life when like just nothing was going right. I was living with my parents. I hated my life. I hated my job. I was not being social. I didn't have a great. I didn't have a like crew to go out with. I wasn't doing anything like to improve myself. I wasn't working out. Like it just—it was like a time in my life where everything just really, really sucked. Mm. And so, yeah, I can remember a time when, like, yeah, it, it got more and more extreme. And and and, but I mean, that's the thing is like, you can have that same cycle with drugs. You can have that same cycle with food. You can have that same cycle with anything. So there is a when you say like porn is clearly not a good thing. There is a part of me that that is like, ugh, there needs to be a caveat with that because you can introduce porn to some societies where the men and women get along have great sex and they don't really have these like major issues of like getting laid and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to have the same effect as it does out here in, in the Western world where, you know, sex is everything and so many people are lonely. So strangely enough, I've, I kind of had the inverse of the, that common trajectory that I, that I just mentioned. You of started off like in the I was watching, day. I was watching <laughs> absolutely heinous stuff. Not exclusively, but a lot of it was just like, what's the craziest thing out there? Let me find it. And like, you know, <laughs> and, oh my God. and yeah. Now then, you are numb. <laughs> no, okay. Well, so, uh, but like later in life, it was always like way more like passionate sex videos. Like it's still mm -hmm. porn, but it's yeah. much more like, oh, they seem to be enjoying themselves kind of videos. Yeah. Um, which is a sex I guess I like now as well. Mm -hmm. is like something a bit more intimate. Um, where you can still have, you know, fun and experiment, but it's still within kind of that realm kind of porn. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to like square that with what you just said about like where you are emotionally. Because it's not like I was a young kid and I was like, you know, <laughs> I want to watch the world burn <laughs> while I watch this horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like to do unspeakable things. So, uh, oh, no. so I don't know. I it's it's, and I think that also speaks to the fact that like everyone's experience with it is unique. Mm. But I think the big the the big point that I want to make a little while ago was that pornography can have a very bad effect on people, but it can also have no effect on people. It depends on the person, and I think it depends on how they're raised and how they view sexuality. Because I think one of the things again, this is another thing where I think 
having grown up Slavic or from Eastern Europe kind of helps a little bit is that back home, sex is not as taboo as it is in the West. In the West, like, you know, you don't... Like, well, you say the West, but I would say North America, really, probably, right? Not, not yeah, Western so Europe. Yeah, so like, actually, you're right, the, the Anglosphere, the Anglosphere, because a lot of the West, like, a lot of, a lot of Europe, Western European countries are also just as lax about certain aspects of sexuality yeah. as, say, Eastern Europe is. And, and just to give you an example, this is something that I remember. I was a kid. My parents would send me back to Serbia over the summer because they didn't have money to put me and my brother in summer camp and we were too young to stay at home alone. They worked. So they would send us back home to Serbia with their grandparents. I remember one time, my grandpa's reading a newspaper and he just leaves it out. And I go rifling through it. And on like page seven of like the, the normal newspaper, this is not, this is like the Belgrade equivalent of the Toronto Star. It's like a reputable newspaper. All the news is in there. I go to one of the back entertainment pages, titties. Hmm. Like just openly out there, titties. Some pop star got out and her tits came out and paparazzi took a picture and they put it in the newspaper. And it's not a big deal. This is not like something that's censored. It's not something that right. kids are, are hidden from. It's just like, yeah, you'll see some titties. It's no big deal. And I think there's this attitude of like, you, you know, you see it, you look around, and everyone else is like, yeah, those are, those are titties. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a titty. And you're like, oh, okay, this is my proper reaction to seeing tits. Mm-hmm. Versus you grow up, again, and I think it's, I don't know what it's like growing up in the Muslim world, but I can definitely tell you that in the Anglosphere, so, you know, UK, Canada, America, I don't know what it's like growing up in those, but I know that in Canada, you know, Seeing a titty was like, <gasps> yeah. You know, you're not supposed to see a titty till you're like 18, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. till you see them till you're two, and then never again until you're 18. There's a 16 year period where <laughs> yeah. there's no tits for you. That's just what happens. A tough 16 years. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a tittyless. You're tittyless teens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I almost want to. Yeah, I feel like with how this conversation is going, it's like wrapping around to, you know. Not 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 from a pressure standpoint because again I don't want there to be any stigma around it but like have sex as early and as often as possible so that like <laughs> you're gonna die someday and you're gonna regret it <laughs> and, and not from that front because like but but more from a <laughs> so you know like sex is normalized really early you see how girls respond you see that a lot of things aren't a big deal which you otherwise might so then when you watch porn you're not confused about it not that again like you said. I didn't have this issue either, even though, you know, I wasn't having sex at a young age, but um, I was never confused as to what porn was. Mm-hmm. That's not to say it still couldn't make me feel insecure about certain things. Yeah. But I was never thinking like, yeah, that position where they're bent over backwards and flipped around and stuff, that, that's, that is how people have sex, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, to, to some extent, it's young men just getting warped by any form of media right and porn is just yeah. one of them but it's like again the studies don't even bear this out but it's the argument of just like yeah a young man watching violent video games and then shooting up the school or yeah you know well you, i think that one has proved to be verifiably false yeah, it's like false. that was it's false. bullshit but, but, but what i mean to say is taken to that extreme mm-hmm. definitely false but some level of young man becoming antisocial. Because through of video games. some kind of media, yeah, video games or mm. g- gets lost in whatever an anime rabbit hole or whatever it might be, where they're seeing behavior that is not normal, or even like a rap culture thing where they talk about women or, and violence a certain way. Mm-hmm. You, I'm not saying you then go become a gangster and you commit violence. What I'm saying is, 
it can still warp you around the edges or fray you around the edges enough yeah. that like you have a lower quality of life in certain ways or you're behaving in ways that's not great. And I think porn can be that at least where oh, it's 100%. like, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too used to weird, over the top, acrobatic, performative sex that has no correlation to real yeah. life. So, yeah. I think the other issue with specifically porn in relation to sex for some people is, um, and I, and this is something that I think is talked about. This is something that I have a huge problem with in, I guess you'd say the manosphere. This is talked about constantly. And every time I hear this, I, I wish my eyes could roll faster and hard. Like whenever somebody tells me this, I just want to like slap them. Mm. But it's this idea of like, you know, every time you come, that's your motivation gone. Every time you <laughs> jack off, that's, that's a business you could have made. That's a girl you could have had sex with. That's a, that's, that's a, a, a test you could have aced, but you lost all your masculine energy. And it bugs the hell out of me because there is some truth to that. I definitely lived through periods in my life where somebody offered me the idea of going out to a situation where I could be a little bit insecure, but be around girls that may or may not have sex with me, even if the chances were pretty low mm -hmm. and I wasn't very confident. Or I could stay at home, play video games, masturbate, and watch movies and eat food. Mm -hmm. And like, and don't get me wrong, I, it, this was not like a, because I masturbate, I didn't go. There mm -hmm. was a whole... There was a whole lot of things we were going to do. We were going to play video games. Yeah. I was going to go home and jerk off. I was going to eat some food. I mean, there was a lot of things there. But yeah. there is this aspect of, of having a auto-sexual relationship that fits, that, that can be a, um, a semi-satisfying crutch yeah. to bear out. And, and in some ways, you should have that. You know, if you're a man in this world... Unless you're really good looking, you get rich fast, or you have the body of Adonis, you know, you, you might go through a dry spell. We yeah. all go through dry. You need to have that, you need to have that bunker down mentality where, listen, if you're not going to get sex for six, eight, 18 months, you need to be ready to get really acquainted with your hand and just fucking ride it out, you know? No shame in that. Yeah, and, and, and so <laughs> in, in, in that example, it's so that you can also just be productive and doing other things and not yes. constantly being hampered down by the sexual energy that's dormant in you, right? Yeah. But the, what you are talking about earlier is also interesting in that, yeah, in the, in the, in the midst of other, not even unhealthy habits, because these are all, you know, these are fine habits, I think, to have in moderation and, and yeah. maybe even in, in Skills high... Skills even. This is a skill. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 hours, Mikhail, 10,000 hours. Um... Uh, but like, yeah, if you're eating and you're or, or, or you're ordering in and you're playing video games and you're watching movies mm -hmm. and then you can just, in the midst of that, slip in a jerk off or two, right? Or <laughs> a jerk or two. And, or three. And, or whatever. <laughs> how, however many does the trick to like level you off. <laughs> then, yeah, it, it, go, it slips in very well with, let's say, just not super productive ways of living. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's an issue with that, like, in, in phases in your life, in small, in small phases. Yeah. Um, as long as you have an eye for something larger also down the line and all, that, all those caveats. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's such a convenient thing. That, mm -hmm. that, that's really what it comes down to. So it can be convenient in you being unproductive and it can be convenient in you being extremely productive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the whole manosphere stuff of, like, withholding and no fap and all this stuff will oh make you superhero it's so stupid part of it is it's catered to a certain young man who's having a tough time so yeah, yeah it's 
you can kind of ride, and especially, you know, like we're talking about in those teenage years where all that pride based off insecurity, all that ego based off insecurity, you desperately, desperately want to validate yourself through sex. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so hard, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm, I imagine it's getting even harder, right? Like social media, the judgment, the on, all, all of it, it must be such a mess that, yeah, you find this refuge where it's like, no, I'm withholding. Like none of like I'm better this than is you not because gonna, I'm not fapping. Yeah, this is not gonna break me. In fact, it's gonna elevate me. I'm gonna become like a Greek god when, while I yeah. I'm gonna work out and not and, and not masturbate. And I completely get the allure. I think that would have yeah. ma- the ma- I've said this before, <laughs> the manosphere would have been so, so alluring as a young man. Oh yeah. And thankfully I didn't have it at that age. And I also hope that for the majority of people, they grow past it, right? They have maybe a window of you know, from 16 to, let's say, early 20s or something. Mm-hmm. And then they just grow the fuck up. Yeah. Not that you can still take certain little bits from the manosphere because manosphere is super broad and there's has many... There's good stuff yeah. in there. It's just there's idiot stuff. It's funny, the way that you described the NoFap thing, now that I'm thinking about it, if I was a teenager in this time period, probably would have done that. 100%. 100%. I probably yeah. would have been one of, those, one of those dickheads. Like, I don't jerk off. Funny enough, though, I did have a no-fap experience in my life once. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on purpose. It was actually just an accident when I was 17. And I was super... Uh, in high school, I was in a couple plays. And for the one that I took seriously, I would go to school and then school would finish and I'd stay at school till like 9 o'clock hmm. rehearsing. And then I would go home, I'd pass out, and I'd go right back to school. And there was like no time The mistake you made is not jerking off in the bathroom behind the stage. I didn't... So I, well, as a teenager, I didn't realize that you could jerk <laughs> off in public bathrooms. I thought that was like a not allowed thing. Like uh. you just like... You know like in games when you try to get your character to do something it won't? Yeah, yeah. And I tried it one time and it was, hey, public bathrooms are also for masturbating. Um... <laughs> Neat tip. Airplane bathrooms. <laughs> Airport oh, bathrooms. <laughs> Listen, if it's a bathroom and you have a little bit of privacy, yeah. just go. No, I'm kidding. I, I, don't, I don't recommend that you do that, but if you have to. But anyway, I went like, I think I went like four weeks on that schedule. Yeah. And I think I made it to like day 24, 25 until I just woke up one night and like I had just destroyed my bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, and, that, and that's also one of the experiences that has stuck with me when I hear these people talking about NoFap. I'm like, you guys are just going to have a wet dream. For sure. You're, like, at least, like, at least have the decency to <laughs> jerk off somewhere where, like, you know, you don't have to clean up afterwards. Like, just do it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, or do they, maybe they go to bed with, like, a condom on. They're like, ah, you, I'm one step by. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm I mean, on NoFap day number 633. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there were definitely times where, where I tried to withhold again, it, like for, consciously. Yeah, consciously. What was your motivation? I don't remember. I, I mean, p- part of it might have been just the there's just so much voodoo around masturbation, particularly in the Islamic world, of like it's making your back weak, it's making your knees weak, <laughs> oh and, and, and it's it's gonna make you go blind. It's gonna like you know and and. It's one of those things where if you think it, you feel it. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, but it's not even that. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where if, if, if six or like, because it didn't happen here. No one here would, like, it, the only people who would have told me stuff like that, like, you know, they had that in the Anglosphere too, where it's like, you know, masturbation makes uh, hair grow on your palms yeah, 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 and things yeah. like that. And it's like, you know, if, if it ruins your eyesight, you know? Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking like, you know, if you're that kid who was going to get bad eyesight at 15 anyway, 
and you masturbated, it's hard not to draw the correlation if, if a couple of people in your life seriously told you this is real. I didn't get that here. People here were like, they, they try it and it was obvious they were fucking with me. But if you got real community leaders or people around you who are legitimately telling you, like, no, dude, masturbation is it was It's less a you. community leader thing and more, much more of like, your bros would tell you like this stuff and be like, ah, oh, it's tough, man. This, like, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. And funny enough, my eyesight did go around that age, but I don't know if I ever put those two together. But the main thing for me, <laughs> oh the main thing for me was back and knees. Mm -hmm. And I felt that. I felt it. It didn't matter that it was wasn't real, but like yeah. I felt that every time. And well, because for any reason, you could have you could have grown too fast, so your knees and back, like you know, you're no, under growth spurt. That's like the most obvious thing that you're gonna have bad back and knees when you're. Yeah, a kid. I mean, it's not even that. It's like you know, if you like fiddle with your knees, they can feel wonky. If yeah, you, it's true. If you're hunched over masturbating, <laughs> your back is rounded and it, <laughs> and feels tense, right? So like, what you're saying is you had bad form. You had poor masturbatory form. You, you know what? <laughs> I have to grow into it, um, and, and 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 yeah. So maybe some of some of it was that. Some of it was like, you know, my penis is probably going through some changes, and I was like, oh, is this the result of masturbation? Like I don't know mm -hmm. what I, you know. You just you get insecure, you get worried. You're all well. If there's if there's a bit of paranoia there, then that 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 makes a perfect sense, right? If if mm. I'm a little bit scared that this is might happen, and then I see any kind of physical manifestation of what I've been told might happen from masturbating, I'm like, oh my god. Hands off, like this is dangerous. Yeah, so I kept trying to stop and kept like breaking. <laughs> oh my and, god! And, and it was so rough. And 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 I <laughs> this killed me. Like and there were like some bad times. I remember like once it was like I was in Pakistan, which is like everything is censored and everything mm -hmm. is should be like you should you know. And I'm hitting like whatever day sixteen, day seventeen, <laughs> and I'm watching. I'm watching House, you know, the... The, 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 the Doctor. And, yeah, great, great, yeah, great show with, with Hugh Laurie. And one of the episodes open with two women having sex. And I was like, like I, I, I was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I waited till everybody fell asleep and replayed it. <laughs> and so it's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it was a dead end. And besides that, yeah, if, if, if I waited too long anyway, honestly... Often it didn't have to be that long. Within like a week or two, like yeah, I was making a mess in my bed. I remember once I managed to actually hold it back. Like I felt it coming as I was walking up, and I was like, nope, no, 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 and I held Shame it. Shame be gone. And <laughs> and it was the worst thing ever. It was just it was just the most. That's gotta be painful. It it, it was painful. It it didn't it didn't hurt. It just felt wrong, you know, <laughs> not as God intended. And. Uh, and then soon after, yeah. I broke anyway. And okay. so, anyway, so yeah, let's 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 move let's move along. <laughs> we've, we've, I think we've turned into the yeah. I think we've sufficiently addressed porn and masturbation. Um, yes, that's all the time we have. So uh, <laughs> we've had sex with other people. <laughs> you know what? If you sit on your hand long enough, it's close enough. <laughs> Um, oh, the stranger, <laughs> the friendly stranger. <laughs> um, okay, how about? I think this will be brief because we've also already kind of touched upon it. But how about like sexual insecurities that I think people have to deal with, with mm. or men have to deal with uh, uh, in terms of penis size, erection quality, uh, uh, lasting long enough whatever the acrobatics you've seen from porn that you think you have to perform whatever it might be how much of 
that is something that you had to deal with and really so, is it something to actually worry about at all? I mean, man, this is a funny one because I, I think I, I grew up in such a scarcity of women and sex that mm. I didn't have time to be insecure about these things. <laughs> like I, now that I look back, cause I look back and it's like, I was so insecure and I don't know what, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I'm weird. I never had too many insecurities about the actual act of doing the sex. Mm. For me, it was insecurities on everything leading up to the act of doing the sex. So for me, it, it, and I think, again, I think it depends on what kind of insecurities you grew up with. For me, I think my insecurities were all tailored around, does she like me? Am I cool enough? Is someone going to come and, and fight me for her? Am I going to get my ass kicked talking to her? Is this going to happen? Is that hmm. like to yeah. me? It was it, the insecurities were all around that where I don't think I had enough mental capital left to really be concerned about things like my dick size. And I also always had this mentality of like, I don't care. I'll just put in more work. You know what I mean? Like I was always that I was because I, I don't know, I guess. I media portrayed guys as these like lazy dudes who like <laughs> they barely do anything and then they roll over and that's it. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm a pretty, I'm 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 an energetic person. I'm going to I'm gonna come at you with all the force and might that I have. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna wrap uh, on that note, but oh, since, no. it's, since it's up, this is uh, a, this is this is a definite continuation. Uh, no, no, I, yeah, it, it's just that since you brought it up, I'm just gonna say it now. It's like. That really is your cure-all. Okay, not a cure-all, but like it solves so many problems if you're oh, a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just get good around everything else around sex so that like the actual just act of entering the woman with your penis becomes... It's gravy almost, right? Or it's in a... You should, yeah. you should be able to do a million other things with her that you both find mutually pre pleasurable that has her very, very happy with you and then when you go in for the uh, uh, the actual intercourse, then obviously work on that too. I'm not saying just mm -hmm. you know that have great n neglect in that area. Work on that too, but it doesn't make or break the sexual experience. You would have yeah. still had a lot of fun, and she would have still had a lot of fun. Yeah. So that like <clears throat> if you take a bit of time getting aroused, or if you ejaculate very quickly, or whatever it might be, or you you feel like oh I'm not that big, or whatever it is, okay fine. Like you've you've done a mm -hmm. lot of work. You, you, you've, you've clearly shown her, like, you know, you're here to please, right? And, and, and then, like, you, you know, you've done all you can do. Past that, like, why even think about it anymore? Do what, whatever you can do. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the other thing, too, is, um, and this is actually related to the whole thing about having sexual insecurities on that domain, is if you have, I think the men that can get afflicted by that are men who already have a certain level of, like, self-value. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna sound fucked up, but hear yeah, me out. Yeah, no, I think I you're on the right track. I perceive myself as being such a lowly little like piece of shit compared to women. I was so below them that for a woman to even choose to have sex with me is like, it's like that alone is enough. I I I don't expect her to have any expectation coming into the bedroom with me. My 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 thought process was if a girl's having sex with me, she knows what she's getting into, and I'm gonna be like, so she's expecting like a four, and I'm gonna give her an eight because I'm gonna do everything and go crazy, huh. but. There's this, there, there's, this, there's this thing where it's like, I looked at myself, again, I used to be a scrawny little kid, I used to be loud, obnoxious, not well-dressed, not well-groomed, mm -hmm. you know, I was funny, but I was also so insecure, I had all these things, like, working against me, and so, if we got into the sexual domain, it was a lot of, like, okay, well, you know, the expectations are real low, but I feel like if you're 
a popular dude, if you're a good looking dude, if you're a bigger dude, if you're, if basically, if you, if you had the woman chasing you mm-hmm. and you're attracted to her, then I think there's room there in the interplay to feel like, oh man, what if I'm not good enough? Whereas if you came from the perspective that I did when I was a young man of like, I'm chasing the women. One of, like, I'm like the lion that's looking for the wounded zebra. And when the wounded zebra <laughs> finally consents to it, I'm not thinking, oh, is, am I a lion enough? I'm like, this is my one chance. I'm not going to get another you, one for God knows how long. You might not want to stick with that analogy because the zebra never consents. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. That's a terrible analogy. But no, I, I hear you. Um, but that's the vibe that I'm coming from. So it's like, Maybe some of y'all just need to be more insecure of yourselves and you'll stop being... <laughs> so, <laughs> for, for me, in some ways, it's, it's the flip... Uh, same, same kind of uh, end result in terms of the mindset you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the flip in terms of how I feel going in. Mm-hmm. So, I often used to feel going in that, like, oh, they think I'm somebody I'm not. Like, they mm-hmm. think... And, and this, is, this is probably true every time. I don't have... A lot of sexual experience i don't haven't been with a ton of women mm-hmm. but when i'm getting with a woman i think she typically has an expectation that like oh you know he, he probably does pretty well or something you know I, for, for whatever it's reason it's maybe you're, you're quiet and you're confident so girls just assume that you've run through like six sororities at least when i've run through <laughs> zero and so <laughs> yeah so it's never too late that's what well, that's where my security would come from because mm-hmm. i'd be like I think they think I'm something that I'm clearly not. So I need to... That puts a lot of pressure on you. Yes, That's not easy. So I was, yeah. So then I was like, I need to impress somehow. (laughs) It's not like I'm somehow like, you know, have great sexual aptitude. So let me do whatever I can else Mm -hmm. to to make this work. And so I think that's why Mm -hmm. uh, I would, uh, you know, I would try my best for whatever that's worth. And see where that went. I think, you know, another thing I think is important to discuss in this whole, th- this part too, is kind of like something that it took me a while to learn was your, you can't like, it's like, you, there's that old saying, like, would you ever, uh, would you ever call a fish stupid because he can't climb a tree mm-hmm. or would you ever call a monkey dumb because he can't swim? No, you'd be like, he's not good at that. And I think one of the things that, uh, uh, this, I don't know if that's a stupid lead into this analogy, but... Uh, <laughs> I like it. All right? Um, so just don't have sex if you're not a monkey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not hung like a horse, what are you doing? Go run, go to other things. No, what I'm, the point I was trying to make was, um, when it comes to the actual physical act of intercourse, there's a lot of angles involved. There's actually a lot of geometry involved. There's a lot of physics involved. And it's like, if you can just figure out which ones work for you, you can figure mm. stuff out. That, like, I think... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not just about sex positions. It's also about leverage. It's like, this is going to sound like the funny thing. the first time that I realized that, uh, this was, you know, first time I realized that if I had a girl go in doggy style and I stood off of my bed, yeah. the sex got, I, I turned from like, okay, to a freaking God. Why? Because when, like, I'm a tall guy. When, most of the girls I bang are short. When you're doggy style with a short girl, your knees have to be so damn far apart to be on the right level that you have barely, like, you know, unless, you, unless you're a gymnast with We're the hip We're on video flexors, now, all right? I, 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 I want a full demonstration. I'll bend over and... Uh... Yeah, so if you're not watching video, now you, now's the time to get on there because we're about to show. So just bend over a little more. <laughs> but seriously, right? Like, there are certain aspects of, like, I used to think I wasn't that good at giving girls 
a certain kind of sex. Yeah. Because I was just doing the same three positions on a flat surface. And it's like, mm. get a little bit creative. Yeah. Use the stuff that you have, put a pillow under there, do all this stuff. And once I started to work that in, it's like, it actually got, it became a lot easier. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize for performance anxiety. Obviously, there's the, there's the performance anxiety of struggling to get an erection, which is a separate thing, which I think we should also talk about because I think there's something there. For but sure. in terms of like your performance in the bedroom, it's like you just got to realize like be a little bit creative. Um, with And, and again, there's a, you can be creative with a lot of stuff. We can go really deep on this. This stuff, I think this podcast has gone way too much down the rabbit hole of like, you know, porn and other stuff to, to yeah. go down, to go fully into this. But, but even just like, again, thinking about like, how can you change the leverage? How can you work the positions? How, and again, it's not going to be the same with every girl. A tall girl, you probably won't need to do that or you won't be able to do that. A short girl, it will work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it was just, it was understanding these angles that really made it a lot easier for me to, you know, I think do better in these situations. And I think the other thing too is, um, especially if you have the, the problem with like being, you know, um, being the, the, what's, what's the joke? The two pump ma'am, the two mm-hmm. pump chump, two pump chump, <laughs> two yeah. pump chump that's yeah. it. Um, just take control of the situation, man. Dude, there was a time period in my life where I was always a two pump chump because when I was a young man, I skipped blue I'm balls. I'm glad really you bad. progress past that point. I, I you yeah. know what? Physically, I think I'm just aged. It's not a good thing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Um, but when I was a, when I was younger, I used to get blue balls like crazy. If I, dude, if I'm hanging around with a girl and we're holding hands, mm. I'm usually unable to stop having a raging erection. So I'll go to the movie theater with a girl, yeah. sit there, hold her hand for like two and a half hours through like some long ass movie, and I, I've. I've had an erection for the entire time and my, my, my fucking pants are soaked because I'm just like, Jesus. I swear to God, dude, this was like up to like the age of 23. I think this was me. It's like, if a girl was touching me, it's done. I'm, I'm raging hard and I'm, I'm just like, just dying on the inside. Cause it's so funnily painful. enough, I had the, not, not the soak my pants through. That, mm-hmm. That's a level of epic that I haven't experienced. It's but, terrible. It's not a good thing. But uh, especially because some of those dates didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> then afterwards, she just gives you like a kiss on the cheek, and she doesn't want to see you again. But you're like, you, you've had success. Your your pants are so <laughs> true. <laughs> you had a good time. What do you give a shit? <laughs> um, that is a victory. Um, no, but yeah, actually, I had that the other day as a twenty-nine-year-old man. Like oh, so I, I, I held hands with uh, somebody you know, and I was just like, stop dating my mom. <laughs> I'm just joking. Jesus. <laughs> um, we got to make it fun, dude. Um, and yeah, I, I was just like, what is happening? It's it's yeah. like... Oh, I miss that. It, I haven't had that in years. I, but I think part of, part of it is also like, I had such a long dormant stage of either mediocre or minimal or just no sex mm-hmm. in my 20s, unfortunately, uh, that now that it's kind of happening again i'm like oh my god this is what i was missing out on like praise jesus yeah it's, it, we're talking about this pre-pod and it's one of my notes it's like good sex is a game changer it's oh, really yeah. like oh yeah you, you you can easily like view it as something that's like yeah it's good it's a good release right and but like, like in almost like this basic like on it unimaginative way of like oh you have a lack of imagination about of the possibilities yeah it's funny because i say this to everybody about various things often pertaining to food but a whole different we've often been together with another third friend that we often mention ali where i'm like you were i say something to the effect of like you're lacking imagination about like what the higher end of something can be yeah whether it's food or sex or 
whatever, a drug. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much capacity for us to experience goodness in this life. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people never even push up against those boundaries at all. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, strangely enough, I guess I became that person with sex. So I was just like, I'm, this is the sex I'm having. It's, That's it's fine. Beautiful. And, and I'm so jealous of you, by the way. I haven't had that experience. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I don't but really But you've been that. having good sex, generally, so... I mean, at times, yes. I definitely didn't have... Yeah, I definitely didn't go... Well, no, that's not true. I've, there's been times I've gone very long without good sex. And mm. It happens, you know. You just... You, you, you kill what you eat, and sometimes you don't, you don't kill anything for a long time. <laughs> back to the zebra. Back to the zebra. Always back to the zebra. Um, but, yeah, because, you know, th- th- there's also, you know, the difference between casual sex and lovemaking and that also yes. has this whole different component to it of even if you're having mediocre sex but you love the person mm-hmm. then there's an element of like who gives a fuck because i it 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 feels good beyond just mm-hmm. a physical on a physical level but really if possible people have both have good sex yeah, with somebody you love and it'll yeah. be the best thing ever oh Beside, yeah besides and we've established this as canon through the food podcast good food beats good sex <laughs> um yeah depend- i mean no i, I don't even believe yeah, that i'm just it's it's but honestly I it's comparable for some me mix of drugs that would be good sex like some like some like super cocktail but that might be a one-off where the drug podcast you. is still a few months away we need a few more months of experimentation <laughs> yeah. but we will get there um we're just doing our homework on that one yeah um but safely responsibly legally i'm sure but we'll get there um so it's funny you said that one of my notes for this one was um (laughs) of course i have to write in the most vulgar way possible but i wrote down first fuck is always the worst (laughs) (laughs) it's like you can never get the first pancake right (laughs) no you can't and but but you know what that that is something and and again and underneath i wrote it's a good thing (laughs) and it is a good thing but i find that like and honestly, this, this isn't actually completely true. I, there's definitely some people with whom your first sexual experience will be the best one that you'll have, and then they'll just get worse, but it's usually somebody mm. with whom you don't have chemistry, and you don't actually vibe, and you don't actually like, and there's, not, there's nothing to build on. Right. But with somebody who you have potential, um, the first sexual intercourse will almost always be the worst, or if it's like at a peak time, like you guys just had an amazing night and you really did it, it's maybe not the worst, but it's at the lower end of what you could be because it, there's yeah, a certain you can aspect. really grow into sex. Oh, hundred percent, and that's why that I think that's one of the things that I think is not talked about and not portrayed enough in in media, I suppose. But it's just like you know, you think of it as like because this is this is kind of a, a weird thing to discuss, but not many people or I don't. I've, I think of it like through stories, right? We, we, people tell stories. We, we look at media. Media tells us stories through books, through magazines, through uh, videos, through movies, shows, et cetera, et cetera. And I think two very common stories that you hear is like, oh my God, the first time meant everything to me. Mm-hmm. That's a very common story that we hear. And then there's a story of, oh, we've just been doing it for too long and now I'm bored of you. And it's like, to me, it, it, it just, it kind of neglects this other part where it's like, even the girlfriends that I've had, the first sex was good, but oh my God, one year in, like we were, we were doing some next shit. <laughs> yeah, we were on yeah. another level. Like it was just, it was good for both of us. We're both enjoying it like 10 times more at least. And, and that's something I don't think it's talked about enough. And again, some people talk about, oh, well, there's a honeymoon phase and after that the sex gets boring. And 
Yeah. There are there are issues of when you're in a relationship and how do you keep it hot and how do you keep it spicy and there's things like that and you know where's your chemistry. I personally, I think I put a very high premium on sex, so I don't really get into relationships with people I don't have good chemistry with. Mm-hmm. I don't think those relationships are going to last very long for me. Um, but maybe for others they do, and then you get in these places. And there's ways to work around that, but generally speaking, it's kind of interesting that uh, not, we, don't, we don't hear very often this opinion, even though I think, I think it's a true fact, that as the more sex you have with somebody, the more it's going to get better, assuming, you know... Again, assuming the caveats are out, like you know, you guys just have bad chemistry, or you don't actually like this person, this person yeah. doesn't actually like you, whatever. They're not actually into it. Then it's gonna suck more. But this this idea is just something that I don't think gets talked about enough. That you know, you can have better and better and better sex with the same person, and you usually will than if you just bang ten people. Yeah, I I I I agree with with all of that, and. It is a shame the way sex is portrayed of like, oh, you'll have the wild one-night stand or something. Yeah. Now, one-night stands, like, again, I don't have them, so I don't have experience. Or, yeah, basically, I'd, I'd say I don't have experience in this realm. But I think I can, I can extrapolate enough to say, typically, a one-night stand is, is its first pancake sex often, right? Yeah. It can, I'm not saying it can be good. I'm sure it can be crazy if... This one thing happens and everything like lines up. I'm, I'm, I'm imagine between just the story of it, which makes it even more exciting yeah. and stuff. There's, there's something legendary <clears throat> about it. I, I get it, but good sex requires a little bit of figuring things out between yep. each other, finding out like what works, right? It's, it's it's like you talk about like angles and positions, and like you can get that through in one night. You can get it through in like several nights. You need, it, it needs you a lot practice. of you need practice. You need to figure stuff out. You need to then start. You know, a big part of it is just communication. Like one of one of my final points on here is, is the importance of communicating properly with people about oh, sex because that's huge. Because uh, I think I've I told you the story already, um, where there was this black guy who was dating a I think a a white girl and <laughs> and without her saying anything to him about this, whenever they would have sex, he would start like screaming wild racist shit at him as as if like well you know we're in the sexual domain so anything goes so i'm not your poor friend and 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 that guy eventually just had to talk to her about it and she like i think was in tears when when like when she it, she'd been committing hate crimes in the bedroom. she's like oh my god i thought you liked it but but that, that's also the thing right it's it's this is this is like a white like young liberal canadian girl mm-hmm. she would be you know, th- th- this is probably the most crazy thing possible for her, right? Like, the worst thing in the world is, is uh, here would be to be that, like, racist person, right? Yeah. But for some reason, in, the, in her head, it's like, I'm not going to discuss this. I'm not going to give any prep. Yeah. In the sexual domain, anything goes, and I'm allowed to be the wildest, craziest racist. I mean, the, the worst thing is, I think she probably had it in her head that he's going to like this. I, I mean, I can't, ima- yeah. I can't imagine I she's guess. actually I mean... meant to commit a hate crime. I think I... <laughs> like, if I let my wild racist side out. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, I've been waiting to say this forever. But, but I, I, again, I think well, that, that actually speaks to the idea of like... It becomes so think, much you know, more crazy if she was saying the same shit to everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> having sex with a little Asian guy, calling him... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> that would be the most confusing experience if I was the Asian dude. Like, but... I don't know how to take this. <laughs> But yeah, it, 
communication is not some unattractive thing that takes away from the wildness of sex. Because it can, it can just be slipped into a little bit of like flirtation. It doesn't have yeah. to be such a clinical thing. And it leads to a better understanding of what, you, what, what, what each of you want and avoids hate crimes. So I think it's a win for everybody. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I feel like nowadays it's actually even more important because more and more women just think like butt stuff is something that all men want. Yeah. Or like you, you'll meet a lot of girls who they had one guy who was like consenting to have them put something up their butt. So now they're like, every guy's going to consent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just like, yeah, well, you know. I feel like today communication is a lot easier to, to focus on during sex because you're, you're <laughs> if you meet enough girls in the West, you're gonna have that one girl who's like, you just know you're like banging her and she just starts licking her thumb. You're like, why? Stop! Don't do it! <laughs> don't like. I, I mean, I mean, listen. No, if you like stuff up your butt, it's up to you. No, I don't judge. But I've never been into that, and so it's like. <laughs> just it, you gotta communicate that. You, gotta, you also should look for the red flag. <laughs> I've, oh man, that's another thing too where like, it's such a funny thing where I guess, I mean, again, I'm old, I'm the old school generation I feel in some ways. Um, I've even had times where like girls want to like touch my butt during sex and I'm just, yeah. I'm not fully comfortable with that. I don't like, and I tell some of these girls and I see like, they like get really sad and I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, no, I don't, um, I don't, I, I don't know. Or I, if I trust them, after I trust them a little bit, I can, but like a new girl, no, nah, don't do it. So... <laughs> I have a rather protruding ass, so like it's just something I have to accept. Because like if a girl's getting with me, so I mean, a guy having a big ass is not like a good thing, right? But I think often, if a lady is getting with me, she'll she'll find some appeal in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so after you just, and I mean, I I don't care. It's it's, Mm -hmm. it's completely fine. And in fact, it's good. It means they're they're probably having fun, right? So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm not too much fun. The the ass is 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 uh getting a lot of attention okay well i mean in in good i think the communication one is key um and i think also uh another point to that and i think this is i mean you get you gave the example on the emotional level but i think another really common experience for a lot of dudes is that we go in with the mentality of like yay we're having sex with a new person this is awesome and then they start doing things that kind of hurt like they're giving you head and there's teeth involved or they they jerk you off like they're trying to like yank the freaking sword of Arthur out of the stone like ah I am the chosen one I will kick this and you're just like oh dear God but you know but you have to that, that's the thing you need to figure out this is something worth knowing going in and it's like you have to enjoy the pain <laughs> yeah I mean I think we've all been through that but oh, act, actually the advice is be able to gracefully communicate. With care that like certain things aren't working and just yeah. guide them along almost. Yeah. And, and and vice versa that hopefully she can also say like, hey, when you're just jamming it in without like you know whatever that that's really yeah. painful and and similarly like oh if 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 there's this gnashing of teeth going on down there then just let her know and and maybe stop that that time and work on it next time whatever it might but, be. But right? you might be afraid that then she's not gonna give you head again. I mean, that's if if you're getting gnashed, I think that's fine. This is this is the and I, this is the devil's bargain that every man has to go through. Like, do I communicate with her and then she stops? But I think I think the one thing that you can take from this is like, if if somebody's doing something to you and it hurts, just know that they're probably not doing it for their own pleasure. They're doing it for yours. So you should be able to tell them like, hey, you know, that's kind of yeah, you know, when you when you when you rake it across your teeth like. That. Yeah, or, or, you, or you don't even have to say just... just. 
don't hate crime me. You know, these no, are things but, you should be able to say to your partner. But, but it, it, it's like you don't even have to necessarily like directly address it. You can just be like, just oh, wince. Oh yeah, d- wince loudly. Ooh. <laughs> you 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 can say something like, oh try this or something, and so it's it's like working with them to let you <laughs> let them know that you know this is good, but move, move it along oh, to the next thing or whatever. Um, that's that's the main thing. Um, there have definitely been moments, even besides just like something being painful or uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. like, um, I think yeah, maybe we can just kind of wrap up with this point since you mentioned it earlier as well. It's anxiety around sex leading to some performance issues. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't anxiety. I so I definitely had performance issues relating to anxiety, but it wasn't. Um, or, you know, or, or it's a mix, right, depending on the sexual encounter. But, like, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of is often it was general anxiety that mm-hmm. led to, at least to, like, your heart rate to go up. You're more nervous and stuff. And so blood flow isn't flowing down where it needs to go. And so yeah. you just have trouble get, uh, get, shunts, getting hard. Yeah, when, you, when you're in an anxious... We, when you're in an anxious state of mind, your body keeps the, the, the blood flow around your organs and and so scared. in a state like that, like, it might have helped if... You know, if I'd communicated and said, like, hey, can we slow things down? Maybe can you, can we warm up more slowly so that I can get, get back? You know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I just kind of kept quiet where and just, like, oh, I don't know what's happening kind of thing, yeah, then then it's, you know, you, you, you put yourself in a corner and you're trapped. So yeah. that's why communication helps you out in every which way, making sex better, avoiding, avoiding hate crimes and, and pain, <laughs> but also, like, the performance anxiety because you can... yeah. If it's going and you're, you're, you know, you find that, oh, I'm not fully, like, erect or, like, what, whatever it might be. Or, oh, I'm too aroused and, like, the <laughs> creaming my pants is coming in too... Sa- say it. She's, yeah. Honestly, like, if you tell a girl that you're that aroused, like, that's a compliment. I'm not saying she's going to be satisfied with that, but she, that's a compliment that she can work with you with that. Yeah. Uh, and the flip side of that, maybe not a compliment, but just be like, oh, like, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm feeling a little bit like overwhelmed by this. I I might need a moment, or can you help me along, or something? And yeah, you know, like girls are. You know, if you're with a decent girl, she's gonna be obliging. She's she's gonna want you to enjoy yourself the same way like you want her to enjoy herself. So don't yeah, don't like make the female component of this like non-human, right? Like they're in the same place. You mutually want to have a good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely work with them. I think the only other thing I'd say to that though is is the other way to do it because I. There were times when I also had, like, issues with, with, you know, maybe not, usually, well, yeah, it was, it was issues with, with getting, you know, sexual with girls, and so I'd be completely mm-hmm. flaccid at times when, like, they'd be coming on to me, and it'd be like, oh, man, what, like, things would flip mm-hmm, sexual mm-hmm. way too quick, and I wouldn't be ready, and I wouldn't know what to do, and I think the other thing that, that really helps, and this was, an, this was a piece of advice I got when I was really young from one dude, and I, I it still stuck, I still remember him telling me it, because it was, like, it's one of those things that was a game changer in my life, he just told me, like, listen, when it's time to flip to, you know, getting sexual, um, change your mindset. Start looking, like, you know, it's like, it's like you can get stuck in your head. Mm. And if you're, if you're feeling insecure, of course you're going to be stuck in your head. You're going to be thinking about what? You're going to be thinking about yourself. Forget about you for a second and just yeah. focus on the things in, your, in the girl that you like. You know, smell her hair. Look at her hair. Look at her body. Look at her face. Look at the parts of her that arouse you. You know what I mean? Touch parts of her that, like, I mean, assuming you guys are starting to get, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. get intimate, you know, touch the parts of her that, like, you know, you really like on a girl and, and just let yourself kind of, like, focus on that completely. I think uh, this is just, like, a side note, and I, we, should, we should wrap up soon because we do need to, need to put, a, put a plug in this one, although we'll definitely come back to this. 
Um, yeah, there will be part two, three, ten. Ten, yeah. eleven. Soon we'll actually have real sex and we'll get to like a part like legit. But for <laughs> now, we're just theoretical. Um, <laughs> but no, the thing that I really like is I love getting high on weed and having sex. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that happens when you get high on weed, is, at least for me, is I can really zone into stuff. And so it can make for amazing sex. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just that. It's like you just... You completely zone into one thing. Your brain is just like one, you become a one track. And so when you're having sex, that can be really great. Um, and but it's exactly that vibe of just like you just zone into something and you don't think about yourself, you don't think about other stuff, and you just let let it flow. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's that I I would give that advice to everybody because that advice helped me out like crazy. Yeah, because it, by getting trapped in your own head and, and worrying so much about sex, you're literally then why are you even having sex? You're having shitty sex because you're stuck in your head. You're you not attracted. You need the numbers, Mikhail. When you die and God judges you, he's going to yeah. ask you how many women you've been with. And, if it's, and if it's less than 10, the devil has uh, Oh, yeah. Then, then he sends you down. He's like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, it's, it's remember why you're there. Remember why you're both there and mm -hmm. what, what you're both after. And mm -hmm. hopefully if everything is... Strictly for the pursuit of making babies. Uh, yeah, With, uh, <laughs> under God's watch. Yeah, under God's watchful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good. Uh, yeah, I, let's, I, let's uh, end it there with an amen. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> you know, we 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 went to a lot of degenerate places, but we end as men of God, and yes, uh, that as is. We should. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for watching this episode of Life's Difficult. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and whoever else might enjoy Don't it. Don't share this one with your family. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, I was just defaulting. You know, if you have that really cool uncle or whatever, and like, share it with them. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also, I guess briefly mention, yeah, last couple of podcasts or two or three, a little bit wonky with video cutting off or the audio issues before we're working working on it we're working it out yes. M maybe the video quality will be slightly worse this time but at least you will have a full video audio seems to be fine and we will continue to work on it until we have great audio and video so bear with us guys again thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time take care